Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the podcast. This is the 90s music. Yeah, it is. It is? See Murder from the... Uh, doesn't ring a bell. Uh, he's with uh, the No Limit Soldiers. Okay. This bloom is the theme music for the NWO Red and Red and Black Express, the Wolf Pack from WCW. Okay. Consisted of uh, Kevin Nash, Sting, Lex Luger, and the uh, Conan and the great Scott Hall, who was on life support tonight. I saw that. Yeah. We're just playing this in honor of uh, Razor Ramon, Razor the bad Ramon. guy. Right. Thoughts and prayers to the bad guy. One of my, definitely one of my three favorite pro wrestlers of all time. He ended up in the w- WWF eventually, right? Well, that's where he started. He oh, was then, ra- he, then he transitioned. He was he, Razor Ramon there. He was Razor Ramon. He was in the yeah. clique with Shawn Michaels yeah. and uh, Diesel. Okay. And then okay. he changed professional wrestling when him and Kevin Nash arrived in WCW, and then they formed the NWO with Hulk like Hogan. Ninety-six. Yeah. Right well there. done. No, that's because I, yeah, I was still paying attention to it. I don't anymore. I'm glad. I, I'm glad you do. I, I not near to I the know, point I that I do, but I'm liking this new thing, this AEW. I heard. I heard it's, yeah, it's really fun. So thought about. Uh, yeah. Come on, hang hang in there. Scott. Shout out to a '90s star, Mr. Ramon. <laughs> Mr. Ramon, the bad guy. The bad guy. Um. Shout out to everybody who tuned in to our stream tonight. Appreciate that. This will be different content. Uh, we're not going to go. Razor Ramon. Scott Hall was 6'7", 285. It's a good-looking man. That's a large dude. He's like one of those frontline guys, guys for all, LSU. Those guys are all, yeah, I was going to say, put them on the post. Yep. Um, yeah, it was a fun show tonight. Really good time. Really good time. We... Really enjoy doing those streams. They're a lot of work, but mm-hmm. I think they're worth it. I think it's probably the best quality stuff that we do. And Matt Van Winkle is a phenomenal producer for those. We couldn't do it without him. And uh, yeah, so appreciate that. I mean, uh, the numbers look really good on the amount of people who watched it live. And I'm sure people will watch it when they have more time. And we'll have it up on the podcast feed if you guys missed it. So go and check that out. I want to thank our title sponsor. MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. Iowa State has all these great engineering and technology programs and 
I just want to make sure people know there's all these jobs here in Iowa with leading edge technologies like virtual and augmented reality. If you're a student or professional looking for a new career in engineering, marketing, sales, and more, you should go and visit that careers page at mechdyne.com, located in Marshalltown. And uh, they've also got great opportunities, not all over the country, all over the world. So check them out today. Doesn't ever hurt to look. Amen. Um, Man, it's been a busy five, six days, and uh, we'll be turning around and heading to Milwaukee. I love the draw going to Milwaukee. That was from a travel standpoint. So great. You're going to have a lot of those Eastern Iowa Cyclone fans where they can just pop right over there. And I mean, you would know better than me is about alumni bases in like Chicago and stuff, but easy drive. Yeah. I mean, it's literally an hour and then there's a little bit in Milwaukee as well. So yeah, I mean, of all the sites, I mean, we, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, this would be the preferred one from a travel standpoint and it's what five and a half, six hours from central Iowa. So not bad at all. I don't, I don't even know if Iowa state will fly. That'd be an interesting question if they'll still charter out of uh, Ames or Des Moines and doesn't the NCAA take care of they it do. But so I, the only, the only, my only reference point is when I was with the women's team, they drove to Minneapolis when they played up at uh, Williams arena in Minneapolis. That's three and a half. I yes. I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing they'll still charter, but I guess that's a interesting question to understand. Um, the, the draw in itself I, I, I mean, I was thrilled that they dropped to an 11 and stayed out of Dayton. I mean, that was the biggest thing. He didn't want to end up in... Ended up, what, he didn't want to end seed up in number 41, I think I saw. How many at-larges are there? Uh, well, there's... Again, they, they include everybody in that pot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I would guess, I got a, based on the 11, I mean, you're probably a bottom 7 at-large team. Yeah. Which, so... But I still like. I'm so much happier oh, than getting the eight nine. As as TJ said though, and he's right in this press conference tonight. Good thing Iowa State finished seven and eleven, because the way if if they drop the West, so the West Virginia game, right, the nearly miraculous comeback, you know, where Brockington steals the inbounds, makes the shot. That's the difference, probably between yeah. Iowa State. Yeah, you're right. Being here or either in Dayton, for sure, or not in at all. Because enough went wrong today from a bubble perspective that Iowa State potentially could have got squeezed out well, if it didn't win one of those kept games. Kept Oklahoma out. Definitely, they were the they were the first one out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So like, I mean, the A10. Richmond won. Yeah. And then Virginia Tech may not have gotten in, and and now they're no, in I don't, after they won. So it's it's yeah it. because they they're an eleven. This is why. Yes. This is why. Yeah, we felt good about it, but it's still there was enough that could have gone wrong this week to to make you a little bit uneasy. Thankfully, Iowa State was comfortable enough that it did, it didn't end up in Dayton. And but though the the West Virginia game, that four game win streak, right? So starting at TCU, uh, then Oklahoma, West Virginia, and K State needed them all, needed them all. And I, you know maybe if Iowa State performs better Thursday, it's a different outlook. Maybe you're a ten or a nine, but God, I just that don't, game is what it is. I don't know. I did, that game was horrible. Like I'm not putting lipstick on a pig. It was, it was, it was awful. Yeah. It was heinous to be there. It was the Oklahoma State yeah. game, except playing a better team. Playing a better team. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's exactly it, what it was. It was horrible. But like, 
I think I know enough about how this committee works that they they don't just bump you two games on. How no, you look it wasn't because game. of that. Yeah, I, I I just want people to know that like that it's not how it works. So and that's like their Iowa fans today being like, oh, we should be a three seed. We won the Big Ten. Well, no, like it it you I'm sure you got credit for for that win, but. It doesn't these we've seen this as Iowa State fans over the years where Iowa State's won the conference tournament where they don't ah uh, just shoot you up to a two. It just doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, they had they had probably decided so this so Pollard's on the committee, which everybody knows of this. But they they were there on Monday. So they've been working on this thing since Monday. And so they have contingencies in place. So I'm guessing, you know, maybe Iowa loses, maybe they drop one, maybe because they won they got it. But it you, this is all pretty much done, you know, by Saturday, and then they can they they can move things here or there a line or two. I'd be curious, and I need to go look to see exact to see. I think I like I said, Iowa State was forty one. I'll, I'll bring it up here. You know how much, in the, which allows them then to play around with you a little bit, so they can move you up one or two. So they do not want a Big Twelve team playing a Big Twelve team. In the second round, yeah, and I guess so was Iowa State moved up one, up two, up wherever, just so they can get off that eight nine game, so they don't play Kansas or Baylor. Well, once you saw the two one seat, so the Iowa State was in the third bracket that came out. Once you saw yes. Baylor and Kansas weren't in the first two, you knew the eight nine was out. Correct. You knew it was either yep. seven ten or eleven, basically. Yep. So Iowa State was forty first, um, and the last at large was Notre Dame. At 47, so that would be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So I would say it was the 7th lowest. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, they're they're right on that edge of, they're almost a 10. I mean, Davidson got a, is a is the 40th team, and Loyal's the 39th, and they got 10. So it's, it it's is, they're right there. It's a perplexing draw, though, and I, I want to go on, like, LSU boards and just read how their fans are kind of reacting because, like, what are they even thinking about? I mean, they might well, want to get the season over with, honestly. That's my thought. Like, this is unprecedented to have a coach fired on Never Saturday. And then you get a tournament draw on Sunday. I, like, physically don't love the draw because it reminds me of a not-as-good Texas Tech. But it's like they're a beat-you-up type team, which is what I was hoping Iowa State would get more of a finesse-type team that Iowa State could impose its will on and be ultra-physical with. And I don't think that... That'll necessarily be the case here, but there's this wild intangible of the head coach and the associate head yeah, coach two. just it's got two. fired, and it's like you only have three assistant coaches, correct? And like what? So you you did some research. This new guy is the old Hampton coach. He was the Hampton head coach from '06 to '09. Okay, so he's been a head coach, but my my what, so what is like the the video coordinator going to be scouting? Like I don't know. And, like, these players – and this could go two ways. Like, they could be ultra-motivated to, like, mm-hmm. go off and, like, prove we're more than Will Wade, right? Like, or they could just be like, screw this, we're done. Their best player is going to go pro. He's after his sophomore year. He's yep, probably going to be likely. Like, he might, they a, their second-best player is an NBA guy, probably days. He's at least fringe. So, it, it's just really – perplexing and, and I, I completely agreed with you, Brent, a comment you made in our stream where it's like I mean if we've learned anything about Iowa State this year, nobody really knows what's they could go out there and win this game by fifteen or they could just or they could score thirty five points. It's the it's the wildest thing because at least with the I will I'll say the the Monte Morris era teams, you knew 
obviously was going to score some points. It was going to be in pretty much every game because it would score enough points to be in every game, but they might give up just enough to be to lose at the end. With this team, it is literally all all items are on the table. Like you've seen really, really good. The Memphis, the Iowa game, which both, I mean, think about that. Iowa State beat two NCAA tournament teams two by 20-plus points each. I mean, that Iowa win, I know it was at the time, Iowa State did as good a job defensively in Iowa as anybody all year won the game. Similar with Memphis. I mean, they've done a lot of great things, but then you have a game like Oklahoma State and Tech. It's like, can Iowa State beat anybody like this? I don't I don't know. But So I think when you look at LSU, it's... Is it? Uh, are, I know they're good defensively. I know they can turn you over, but the common opponents, you know, they gave up seventy-eight to TCU. We know TCU is not a great offensive team, and I haven't really watched that game. That'd be a good one, probably yeah, for us just, to study, to kind of see what what went on in that game. Yeah. Just give up seventy-eight to TCU is a lot, but what happened? And and then just the intangibles, you just have no idea. Like if this was a bowl game, LSU would opt out, but they have to play. Yeah. I mean, they want to play. I mean, they, these guys earned, my point is they earned to play, but this is the type of situation where if this was a bowl game, you would definitely take Iowa State because you know yeah, those a good guys point. have no You're like, interest. Oh, money line. Yeah. But the, but the yeah. NCAA, it's like, but this is their only opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament, so they could rally around the guy and, and make a run. I mean, it's literally unprecedented to know the intangibles. Now, if you give me both rosters, LSU's roster is going to win seven out of ten times. Okay. Kind they of like are, Iowa State in the Big Twelve. Yep, right? That's, they are they are Ken Palm twenty first. I mean, they, their body work is good, but there's a couple times where they just flat out, you know, face palmed and didn't didn't make a shot, and they get beat sixty six to fifty seven. That's very possible. So, so are you? You're kind of like me though, where it's like you look at the Kansas City thing, and it's it's just. It is what it is, and like the next it's what we game saw could all be, year. I, I mean, it's he, literally what we saw all year. Like, and we even saw it within the Baylor game. It was like, the perfect. Yeah, it was the perfect the Baylor game that happened for for fifteen minutes, and Iowa State figured it out. Yeah, the Tech game, it was just complete nothing. There was nothing. Well, and that that's why happen. we didn't. I, I told you last weekend I didn't and like just, playing Tech on. because Baylor is going to have some defensive lapses, and you don't know if they want it. Like you knew Tech was going to just fight you, and that's why I'm. I think it's going to be great to watch Thursday, and I mentioned this with Christofferson on the stream. Watching all these conference tournaments, it just felt to me that the physicality and defensive intensity in the Big 12 is unlike any other conference. And you can kind of get a pretty good read. Even the SEC, which metrics are pretty good defensively, but it seemed like there was more openings if you worked hard. And for, from the, the people I've talked to, it sounds like LSU is really good when they turn you over. But if you can make them work... For 25 seconds, you're going to get a shot. You know, going to get a good look. And you can kind of outwork them. We're against Tech. I mean, Iowa State could do nothing. Literally nothing. So, I think it's a patience thing. I think Iowa State's best opportunity is to, obviously, you want to turn them over. And who's who's going to turn the ball over more is, is number one. But then if you make them work for 30 seconds in the shot clock, I think Iowa State will be able to find some open looks. So, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch the over at 125 and a half. But I think this thing's 65 to 60. Something like that. Yeah. And who who's going to turn it over more? I also, too, I've been thinking about, like, I mean, like, when Ben Simmons was there and, like, it's like, how great of a X's and O's guy is Will Wade anyways? Yeah. Like, he, I'm just trying to think about it. Like, he wasn't there for Ben Simmons. He didn't recruit That was Johnny Simmons. Jones. No. Oh. 
I th- for some I reason, I thought Will Wade was the nope. Ben Simmons guy. He was not. Okay. So good correction. They, I mean, but they've never. You're right. They've never really been schematically stellar. But he's always gotten good players when he's paid them. Clearly, I mean, literally. Well, I mean, we know that he has, he's. We have him he's, on tape. He's talking on about tape. It. And is this is making quote. offers? This is his quote: making a strong ass offer to several prospects. Go out and read. Uh, it's this is, crazy that it took this long. I'm going to tweet this out after we're done. Pat Forty just wrote a scorched earth piece about Will Wade yesterday after he got fired for Sports Illustrated. I'll tweet that out if you guys want to know a little bit more about yeah, this he's one scenario. The, he's just a he's he was not a good. He should have been fired when this first came he out. Should have been fired like three years yeah. ago. I mean, now so Sean Miller got is finally gone from Arizona. Wade's uh, gone from LSU. Oklahoma State's paying the price. Oklahoma State's paying the price. And then Bill Self gets a lifetime contract. Tino's out at Kentucky. You're starting. There's like one team left in this thing, and it's our our friends at KU. And and he got they're, a lifetime contract. Well, they're fighting. They're they're fighting into the teeth. Everybody else has kind of accepted that what's what's coming, not Kansas, because they know if they do that, you know, stick a fork in the program for a while. Mm-hmm. Like that. This is that. That's the one thing they have left. It's the only thing that they, they have. like. They need. They need self. They like. They have no other op. I mean, I understand their strategy here is let's fight them. Let's counter sue. Let's Let's keep this in the courts as long as we can because if it gets to the point, there's no KU football program like there's an LSU football program to rescue things. Yeah. So they are, they're kind of stuck. So it's just interesting. And then you got the whole, whole Bruce Weber situation calling them out. That's why I just that wondered. had some drama. Like, oh, that was great. We, uh, yeah, we got some spice to it. Um, the That's why I wondered about LSU. Like, the, I haven't had time yet, like with their message boards. Like, how much do they even care about this? <laughs> They okay. don't because they've got yeah. Ryan Kelly. I mean, honestly, they've never been a yeah. So, so by the way, Shaquille O'Neal's son is on LSU. He doesn't yeah. play. Um, that's Shaq, Shaq might went, be there. That Shaq could be there. Shaq went to LSU, but they've never really. You know, they had that one team that made the Elite Eight. Remember well, we were in college? Got fired. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just think it's um, the intangibles, in my opinion, on Iowa State side, but yet you can't make a determination of, of how Iowa State would perform. Like, it's literally anybody's guess. And we, we follow them as closely as about anybody. I have no idea. I, yeah. ha- I literally have no I I would take feeling. Iowa State the points, though. I, I, I mean, but then you see what happened against Tech. Oh, I know. And anybody who scores 40 points and gets beat by 30, like, I don't I don't want to touch that. I just don't know. Like, his, touch this, that at this all. Guy, my, my, I, I just have felt like all year... Iowa State overachieved a lot early on, mm-hmm. right? And and they were able to, in the non-conference, like legitimately outwork teams. Yes. And then you got to the Big 12, and like everybody's playing their asses off, and they're scouting you so well that like you couldn't just like your your if your roster's a C minus, Iowa State was probably playing like a B plus early in the year, and it was enough to go 12 and 0. But then like if you're a C minus, like maybe you could get to a C or, sure. or a C plus in some games and you could get some wins. I just, the analogy I, I kind of have been thinking about all weekend is like squeezing as much juice out of the orange as you can. So what's, what's, what's crazy and like, but what's going to be really interesting to see is if that carries over to the NCAA tournament. Cause my, again, my question is like, I, I thought like they were scouted very well yep. and they, they just didn't have a lot of, Options, right? Like they yeah. didn't have a lot there's of no adjustments to. There's not a lot of bullets in the chamber. Yep. yep. By the end there, and how does that translate over to this coaching staff that is 
very basic now. It, it is, but at the same time, it's. I don't want to. This is not a shot at Iowa State or TJ, but I would say it's pretty easy to scout. Yeah, no, exactly. Because like, there's there's not a lot they can do. You you take away Brockington's left hand. Yeah, they're you, weaving. You 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 plug the middle, so you don't allow Hunter to drive, and you just you 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 put you shade somebody on on grill. And when Jazz is in the game, yeah, you maybe get a hand in his face. Like, I don't worry about Iowa State's bigs at all. I just, man up. I'm not doubling. I'm not doing anything. It is what it is. So, this is interesting. Iowa State did make an adjustment when it won, when it won, went on its four-game run. And that was Enarun into the bench and Jazz into the starting lineup. And basically, Jazz has now taken over from that spot. Does Iowa State continue to do that? Or is there another adjustment to be made? I think that's, that's a fair... Like, there are different life cycles in every basketball program. I was it had to make that adjustment, and mm-hmm. it did, and it paid off. Mm-hmm. Will it try something else different? Now, what is that? Do you play in a rune more? I don't know. I mean, I don't think you. I don't think Trey Jackson is the answer either. Like, I, what what adjustment can you make to potentially change things up? Because you're going to be scouted like you were the last four games. Yeah, that, and so they're going to take. They're going to take that even if this guy. Is the you know he he wasn't even the associate coach, but anybody smart who's watched a basketball game realizes you pack it in on Iowa State, you take Brockington away, and that's what you do. But and then Iowa you're St- just in prayer mode that Kalcher and Grill can hit some yeah, shots. I mean, and- I mean it, honestly, that's it's unfortunate, but that's basically what Iowa State season comes down to: is if can Gabe and Caleb make a few jump shots to loosen things up in Jazz too. At this but, point, we kind of know what Hunter is. And, and looking and from watching LSU a couple again, I'm not an expert, but they have the guys to stay in front of him. Uh, I don't. Their guards aren't as long as Tech. I mean, the problem with Tech is it's literally six five to six I, nine across the board. I don't want to do like, thing for Tigers. I don't want to do latest and greatest. I don't think I've ever t- seen a team as stout as Texas Tech. Like across the board. It, Giant well, chest, no. giant arms. But watch, they watch, are massive. Watch them. The the team that actually moved them a little bit. Tech, Kansas did a nice job yesterday. Yeah, that's about as good it's as anybody's done. That was a great game. Yep. But other than that, not not even in any non conference. Look what Tech did to Tennessee, who's by the way super under. Tennessee should be a two seed. They got a three seed. Yeah. Look, watch what Tech Tech held them to like fifty points early in the season, and that's a really good Tennessee team that just won the SEC. Like this is what Tech does to people. And I would say it's not a good offensive team, and it just looked horrible uh, on Thursday. But I don't, I don't want to put LSU in that same category because I think Tech is a unicorn from what it could do specifically to constrain Iowa State, and they did as good a job as anybody. And um, don't have to see them again unless it's a deep run in the tournament, which is good. I, I just, I know LSU's metrics are good, but it is still like going from all Madden level to at least, you know. All pro level, like you're, you're you're stepping down at least a step here. I want to talk to you about officiating in a minute. Oh boy! All right. Um, I, I, before we do that, I want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. GravitateCoworking.com is where you can check them out. Got an update on our friend uh, from our friend Jeff on all of the locations. Listen, um, Cedar Falls doing very well. We're filling up big time there. The East Village is already a fourth full. They just opened anyway, less than a month ago, go. so that's great. And then they still have a few office and team suites available at Windsor Heights and downtown. A lot of conference room rentals out there and individuals who just want to co-work with the shared space at all of the locations. Got brand new furniture. He just sent me some pictures of the furniture for the 
East Village, and it's it's just it's just fantastic. So check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. And uh, this is the new deal. Listen, they're 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 already a fourth full. They've only been open for like three weeks. Uh, there is a high demand for this. You should consider it. Uh, if you are a work from homer, if you have, if you're an entrepreneur with your own business, check out our friends at gravitatecoworking.com today. Also, a shout out to our friends at the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. It's vasectomy season, baby. Man, they're they are hammering that commercial this year. <laughs> yes, they. Are. The amount of texts and tweets I'm getting about the the peas, the peas, like this this year, unlike any other that I've experienced. But nonetheless, uh, it is vasectomy season. It's all also colorectal cancer awareness month. And, uh, man, I, I'm, I had a grandpa, I died of colon cancer. It's in our family. You should go and get those colonoscopies, uh, go and get things checked out there. You're, there's zero reason not to go to iowaclinic.com today. Um, so the Iowa State women get a three seed. A lot of good insight from Billy Fennelly, who joined us on the stream. Again, that is up on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Uh, and you can hear more about their draw with UT Arlington. Real quick, too, uh, we are having a bracket challenge that you can join us with. Nice. Uh, that will be on the front page by Monday. I don't have it up there yet. I have not had time. It's on the forums, and I did tweet it out from at Chris M. Williams. But you can win... Um, gear and money from the Cyclone Fanatic store. Uh, I have literally like hundreds of dollars going out to the top five for the men's and women's brackets. So go and check that out as well. Um, so the women get a three seed. Um, the Texas game drew all sorts of controversy. Yeah. Uh, including from you. Yeah. Uh, who you were very highly critical of the way that game was officiated. And uh, I, I guess I don't know as much about it, so I'm going to let you have the floor. What th- this was, I was not there. I ended up coming back. Jared and Connor covered that for us. I was at the game on Friday. Yep. Where do you stand on on all of that controversy? I thought Jared wrote a great column about freedom of movement. Jared, Jared, and Travis Hines have both, two of the best basketball minds I know, have been bitching to me all year about freedom of movement in both the men's and the women's. Jared was hyped up watching the Tech game the other night. He was super hyped up the first time we played Tech. Where do you stand on all this? Well, so I, it really struck me from watching all the conference tournaments. You can watch games back to back to back. It's just the Big 12 is officiated differently this year. It just is on both the men's and the women's side. And I think it'll be a fascinating subplot to what happens in, in the NCAA tournament. In that, like watch, I'm sure a lot of you did, watch the Iowa-Purdue game and watch the Kansas Tech game. Totally different. Just two different styles of basketball. And I don't. I prefer probably, you know, the Big Ten side of this physical grinded-out conference. It's actually the opposite. It's got way more finesse. They have very much switched. And the Big 12 is yeah. now the physical meat grinder of a class. It's like totally switched. But on the women's side, I mean, what's frustrating is the first half and the second half were markedly different. That's why that's, you were upset. That's what, that's what gets really annoying is Iowa State's up nine at half. Texas had been called for seven fouls. Iowa State had been called for four. In the second half, and the styles were the, largely the same, and sure, Iowa State fouled a couple times late, but it's nowhere near to make up for this. Texas got called for seven fouls again. Iowa State called for 17. For a team that's literally in the bottom three in the country for fouls called per game. And 
Texas is known for its physicality. So it's like, how in the world? And everybody watched that game. It's like that. It, it's literally you are at a disadvantage. It seems like when the game is called like that, because because you don't foul, when you do look like you might have fouled, you're at a disadvantage. Because oh, that looks that looks like a foul. Where if you foul all the time, it has to be really more of a foul to be called a foul. And so they've worked the system. It's and like I, an Abbott and Costello bit you're doing yeah, here. Yeah, but it's it's it, if you work the system enough, and we've seen it now on both the men's and the women's sides, it 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 works to your advantage. And it clearly, I think it hurt Iowa State. Late now, the Cyclones still had chances to make shots and didn't in in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the, but the other that was then, man, that was a dagger. They got like four, four stops row. in a row yep. and they couldn't make a shot. And so that's God. like so as an official, you go well. Yeah, I get it. You got to make shot too, but right? it's still a bigger criticism, not of that game, but of the it's season the as whole, a whole. It is. It's the whole season, and and I said it, and I still, I think it's true. Like the NBA product is is way better. I have a hard time, honestly. I'm gonna be honest. I have a hard time watching the Big Twelve right now. I don't think it's basketball. Oh, I've I, said I, all year it's the least entertaining I, league I, in the I country. Just, I, I, I was trying to watch it. I'm like, this is not fun. Like, this is not enjoyable basketball because it just turns into just kind of you know combat in the in the middle of the paint. And it's and honestly, I has has been rewarded for it in the non conference because it played way harder. It took advantage of some of that stuff in the non conference. Where is the more physical team? But that's it's really you know. You're rewarding who can foul the most without being called at that point. And I just, I don't think it's good basketball. I think this March will be interesting. We haven't even brought up the Donarski play, which was just a complete bonehead by all three officials to just not see it. Like they clearly didn't see it because the, you see her get thrown down to the ground. It needs to be reviewed. It needs to be something. None of, nobody saw it. And you can't go back then if you didn't see it to, to look at it if nobody saw it. So I understand you missed it and it is what it is, but nothing came of it. And it just added to the frustration because that, the player who threw her to the ground and could easily have been a flagrant one or a flagrant two and an ejection, then scores five, five or seven points in the last minute in overtime. So it'd been interesting if, if she wasn't available to be played. So yeah, and the other, so here's one. And, okay, and while then, you got then, me on a on a but then box. Texas beats Baylor and it makes it even worse. Yeah, I know like, it does. Yeah, because then you're like, well, man, so, we could have won the conference. Two things. Two things. The other thing that happened in that game is the tech, two Texas posts got four fouls early on in the fourth quarter. And there is a weird thing as an official. You absolutely are aware who has four fouls. You 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 know. And you almost, because I've done it, you almost say, all right, I'm going to give you a little bit extra. I'm going to give you a little bit extra to get that last one. And it it, it didn't help Iowa State because Ebo, who controlled she, I mean, them, she, she was just... really good. But she had that fourth foul for a while. So anyway. It's so different in the women's game because there's not dudes with that much size advantage in right. the men's game. So it, it like... For the official, I would think it's difficult too, because like is. you can't penalize somebody because, because they're, they're bigger, bigger, like a, a completely. But on. they're also like throwing but, that weight it, around, and it's a foul. Advantage so. is an advantage, a disadvantage. That's what your foul call should be. So anyway, I got a little. Yeah, I got so a little, I don't understand that. I you know. need to keep going here. I got an inside scoop though from okay. uh, from somebody who was at the game today, and uh, so kudos to Stansbury because apparently the bigger their coaching staff read the article or saw the tweets. Because the the Baylor coaching staff said to, or the Baylor head coach said to one of the officials, who remain nameless, I don't want to be the third coach to be tweeting about freedom of movement after this game. <laughs> she said that to the to the officials at playing Texas. Well, so good. The, the, the message, but but part's like, oh Baylor, you you're not that much different. But apparently, um, Texas, kudos to them, got away with it and won the game. But I think it's a good draw for the women too. Honestly, like the whole, 
Iowa being the two seed and Iowa State being the three was whatever. Well, I mean, it's not really going to matter. I don't like it. I I hate it for a lot of reasons. But from a straight draw perspective, I actually don't hate it from a matchup standpoint for Iowa State. I'd much rather see them there than yeah, I don't know some, who the other twos are. But. Yeah, I mean, any two with like a bunch of athletic bigs, <laughs> right, right? Like, right. I mean, Clark's going to get her. She, You know what she's going to do. But Iowa State actually has players you can throw on her and hopefully you can – you're probably not going to stop her, but hopefully you can limit her. Cezano's pretty good, but she's not crazy athletic. No. Like, you can throw Kane and um, Jordao. Jorda- what about Jordao's popping up and hitting that three yeah, that at was the great. end of the game? That was great. It, that's the thing with the Iowa deal. Like, I just, like, I'm a big women's basketball guy. I think it would have been cool to have two in the Elite Eight. That's true. Now you won't. Yeah. I, yeah. But whatever. Um, but I think, you know. But from a pure basketball standpoint, I don't actually hate that because – Iowa State has a lot more offensive weapons than Iowa does. Iowa basically has two. Yeah, and and they won the game. I mean, they yeah. played once, and Iowa State didn't even play its best game and, and won by. No. And, like and, six and an or Iowa seven. and an Iowa fan would go, oh, we were coming off of COVID, mm-hmm. but like what? And that, that it's all valid. I'm just saying, I know what teams are kryptonite for this Iowa State team, and yeah. Iowa would not be the stylistically no. one that I would say that. That it, is not. They LSU, play the same way. That is not LSU. Correct. That's what I'm talking. That was about. the fear, right? You play. I don't LSU want a bunch of bigs in the middle, man. Stanford or somebody like that. No thanks. Yeah, so I think that's. I agree. I mean, it'd be, it would have been nice to have them on the other side, just so you could, you know, Iowa. That's it's fun to watch in the postseason when teams in the state and they're the, you know, it'd be great if you could get them both there. But you know, if they, when they play, I will get the headlines, and you, and you even saw it on the selection show, which I thought was pretty cool. And, and kudos to Carolyn Peck who called out the. Rebecca Lobo and team. They're going on and on about how it's going to be great when Iowa plays uh, South Carolina in the final because you have the two best players in the country in, in Boston and Clark and Carolyn Parkos. Not so fast. Iowa State actually played them once and beat them already. So let's, let's let them play that game. So I think this worked out okay because we love the women's basketball staff, but you know that created a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Oh, absolutely. And that's... I don't, I don't give any more details, but I texted a member of the staff and I said, I actually like, it's I said the a, same thing. Like it's, it's a little bit of a slap in the face. Fine. It, it is. That's yeah. I, I, I get it. But I won the tournament. But it's the effing committee and they're trying to make things interesting. Like they always do this. You, you see it more on the men's side uh, from your, how many times it's like, Oh, let's put, Doug McDermott and yeah. match him up against Nebraska. Um, yeah, like, right. Like, yeah, like you. What did they do with Doug McDermott one time? God, they put him against something. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, my my point being, I understand why there's a chip, but I'm just from a basketball standpoint, I don't hate it's it. It's not the worst thing. No. no. And Iowa State too. And this is what Billy told us. Iowa State may have been the two seed. There's a first four game yes. in Ames, and a one or a two seed can't Cannot have a first four game. Yep. Where's your attendance going to be better for women's basketball, Ames or Iowa City? Yep. So that probably is what happened. Yep. And the other part, um, yeah, and Texas and Baylor both got two seats, so that really wouldn't have impacted things. But anyway, it's. I hope they play. I think that'd be fun. Well, I mean, yeah, I hope they let's play because I want Iowa I State play to play in the Sweet 16. And that game would be in uh, Greensboro, by the way. We'll be there. Somebody from Cyclone Fanatic will be there. Oh, I've never been to Greensboro. That'd be the, worth the road trip. Uh, isn't that the home of Ric Flair, the Nature Boy? No clue. So yeah, the other two seat, <laughs> the other two seat, Chris would have been UConn, or 
Um, who's the? Here we go. Baylor, Texas, UConn. I'm missing one, but anyway, yeah, it's not. It's not. The, it's not horrible. Iowa's the other two. So yeah, I mean, it's fine. Bring them on. Bring it on. Do you have anything else uh, from the weekend that you wanted to hit on as far as the Big Twelve tournaments go? No, and I, then I want to touch just one more on the men's bracket before we yeah, wrap this just, up. Man, I, I, I thought Jared's column was great about freedom of movement because it really struck me of like this is. I usually am, am locked into the Big Twelve tournament, and I just had a hard time. I honestly, I had a hard time watching it. Is it just? It's been such a grind of basketball, and it's, they're super talented in their own way. But it just it's it's, it's hard it, to watch. It is. I I have. I'm with you. Like I had to cleanse my. I watched a. I watched a bunch of NBA this week. I'm like, I just, I can't, I cannot see the wrestling match anymore. I need to watch a shot go in the basket. I have had a hard time. Oh, like Big Monday, like must. It used to be like must see TV for me. I've been the same way this year. Maybe I'm just getting old and whatever, but it's just. I would just, be interested, like, if you guys are on the forums commenting, like, if you feel the same way. And, and, it's, and I would guess you do. I mean, how many times have we watched our team score in the 40s and 50s, right? Like, it's not as. And it's also not as cut and dry like, well, they're trying to win in the 50s. No, well, yeah, but you're, you're also still trying to score points every time. Down. And the, and the, so it, <laughs> right. So yeah. it goes hand in hand of well, people who say, well, why doesn't yeah. Iowa State make adjustments? It's way harder <laughs> to make a schematic adjustment when you can't move. Yeah. Like if you're all botched together in this big bubble of amoeba where you can't move anywhere, it's hard to really draw up anything when you're just you're you're basically running into a wall. Real quick, when when Darnoski got choke slammed <laughs> and they didn't call it, how does that work with the refs? Like, is there a point afterwards where somebody goes, "Hey, you missed this"? Yeah. So, like, do you think Iowa State's heard about that or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You think that they've gotten like an apology or? I, I would hope so. Okay. I mean th- that. Something I know like after the Iowa State Kansas State men's game that Iowa State had an apology before they got off the plane. Something like that cannot happen, and somebody look at it. It's it's one of those where, oh, we like clearly there's this thing in officiating called ball watching. Yeah. So the Donarski thing happened away from where the ball was. I mean that I, was downright violent. I guaranteed nobody was looking at it, and then when they look at the replay, they go, "Oh no!" Like as you're going, "Oh, what have we done?" So yes, they've been told. And Iowa State has told them about it, and it is what it is. I don't know if there's any, any you know, repercussion for the officials involved or what's going on there. So the one who, Dee Kantner was doing the game, and she's worked like 20 straight Final Fours. So Dee Kantner, I got a history lesson. <laughs> Dee Kantner worked in the NBA for five years. Oh, From really? 97 to 02. And then she moved back to women's basketball. She may have been encouraged to move back to women's basketball. But she worked in the NBA for five years, so she was like yeah, one so of the trailblazers. Yeah, yeah. She is one of the best. Was one of the best. I mean, she's now worked for forty years. You know, perhaps she's not one of the best anymore, but she'll be working the Final Four. I'll say one thing too: the the Big Twelve Men's Tournament is as organized and awesome of a tournament as you can get. The women's tournament, as far as like covering it, is the most disorganized. Well, you got lost. Clustered. You got lost in municipal. Brent, 
Have you ever been in that building? Yeah. So like, yeah, it's it's <laughs> I, bizarre. I got I, not only I was only there for a day. Those elevators and staircases, you get turned around. Not man. only did I get lost, I bet I got lost like five times. <laughs> Where am I? And like, they didn't have like marked seats on no. press row. And I know like fans don't care about this stuff, but like, it drives me nuts because I was like the only reason I went there that day because Jared and Connor were going to cover the women. Yeah. And if the two teams were playing at the same time, I was probably going to cover the women. And like, we had our whole thing planned out. And I stayed because I wanted to do a column on Iowa State's support of the women's game. Like, that was my big thing. And then I was going to come back and... crowd was great. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. And, like, it's it was it's almost like they don't want media there. <laughs> Probably weren't prepared for... I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, they... It, but whatever. Like, the people are nice. They're not... But completely understaffed. Like, they're... Like, when... I'm not kidding. I'd have some guy who was, like, a Pepsi truck worker escort me to the press room because nobody like, else knew where to go no like in the and they were like uh, nobody knew like yeah. none of the workers knew where it, it, it was wild it was it was but i love watching games in that arena it's though. a cool arena to watch i game, I, yeah. I really reject the thought that they should move the women's tournament to sprint center it would just like maybe the finals or whatever if you could do a double header with yeah. the men yeah but like I heard a theory tossed out last week that there's a group of people who want to move the women's tournament there and started on like Monday. Could you? Nobody would go. Yeah, I like, mean, you, people can't take a whole week off and pay two hundred and fifty dollars for a hotel room in downtown Kansas City. Like it's not the same. Like, and I get the NBA arena thing, and you want to be the same. Um, but I thought that environment was a lot better than oh, the other conference tournaments. Dude, for women. Friday night was awesome the the West Virginia game and I and again I wasn't there to speak Saturday it seemed really great yep. as far as on TV yeah. goes but Friday night was just as intense for a quarterfinal game yep in a women's tournament I I challenge you to find a better atmosphere in the entire country yep so the the women will play uh, that game time will probably be out Monday when or so well, we don't know it yet. Yeah, it's I, hope not it's, yet. I hope it's not a, too much of a crossover, but at the very least, the women would play Friday, Sunday as well. And if you can make it up to Hilton by by a couple tickets, um, I know they'd appreciate the escort to the Sweet Sixteen. Would be pretty cool. If I could be, if I was going to be home, I'll I, be there. I, if if I was going to be home, I would go to the first four on Wednesday just to yeah support check women's that basketball. Out. Yeah, yeah I, might, I would I, absolutely I do might that. Be working that day up there. I might go to that. Yeah. I'm not going to Milwaukee. You 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 hold down. Uh, you I will hold be, down Milwaukee for me, so, pal. Man, the last time in Milwaukee was one of the <laughs> wildest. I remember some texts I got. <sighs> yeah, we. <sighs> you and other media members, too much spotted. Actually, they played night games, right? That's the problem with you guys. So, is when you play night games, you get out of control. Our games were at like eight thirty at night. They were like mm -hmm. the last ones, mm -hmm. both times. So, like. I mean, you, you don't really have to be to work until like five the next day. Nope. So it's like, well, what else is there? I'm, do? do I really need to go to bed at 10? <laughs> In Milwaukee is an awesome town. Like there's so much cool stuff in that city. And like, like the beer scene and yeah. like the ghosts, there's ghosts everywhere. Milwaukee's a very haunted city. It's your type of place. Yeah. I mean, so I, I was taking Heinz, like we're bouncing around all these different like haunted hotels and stuff the last time we were there. I'm, I'm curious if you'll, because that was five years ago, Iowa State was there. Well, it was the, I mean, yeah, it was five years ago. I'll just say it. That was the, the Purdue game Ugh. in the round of 32 Ugh. in my career. 
there's two games that are the most maddening games to me that you lost that you should have never lost. It was the Kansas State football game in 2015. Yeah, the non and the why didn't you freaking go small with Deontay Burton against Purdue game? Caleb Swanigan. If you guys want to just lose your mind, go back and watch watch that game. Yeah, I did watch that. Iowa State should have won that game by 15 points. They 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 dug like a 17 point hole, come back, take the lead. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Different arena though. Yeah, so they're at the Bucks arena now, right? Yeah, they they that was the Bucks arena, but they built a new one in that. That was not a very nice arena for the Bucks. Are you sure it wasn't like Marquette? No, that was Bradley Center. Yeah, it was older seventies. Now they're in a nice new. Brand new facility downtown. Anyways, no, I, the I think I'm going to try and stop at New Galeris on the way. I've been there. Is it wor- Is it out of the way? Uh, I've never done it on the way. No, it's worth. You would like it. It's a cool little German. Town. I just buy a little shirt. You know. Yeah, go. Go and have a beer go have on a tap. beer on the tap. Yes, go do it. You will. It's a. It's in the. It's been the little German, there's little hotels. Like, it's a neat place to spend a night, too. And I know you won't, but I'm saying if you need, like, a, a spring or summer destination, like a one-off, yeah. it's worth it. Because there's enough, you get the brewery, but there's a lot of bars and, and restaurants around there, too, for a little small town. Yeah, I got a... In the hills I there, it's cool. a handful of friends there. So I think I might go on Tuesday afternoon, stop by New Glarus, and then get to Milwaukee yeah. Tuesday night. And We did a little family thing the there uh, with... with my wife's basically extended family for a night, and we had a good time. Closed down some bars. Yeah. Got some new Glarus on tap. It was a good time. I mean, have you, have you hung out in downtown Milwaukee? No. It's really I've awesome. Hung out, I've hung out in downtown yeah. New Glarus, but not downtown Milwaukee. Yeah, downtown Milwaukee. I need to. Awesome. It's like one of those ones that's close enough that's like, why haven't I? But I I'm, haven't. I'm glad, that, um, I'm glad that people have options. Well, we'll see when we record next week's podcast, my friend. We could have some scheduling issues which would be a good thing because it'd be the men or the women are still playing i hope that that's i definitely hope that that's the case thanks to you bloom it's been a long day appreciate everything that you had to offer i really want to um thank all the all of our great sponsors too who are presenting all of our coverage uh, j corp design and build for the men or excuse me that's for the women fairway wild rose casino in jefferson of course, our friends at the Iowa Event Center, Country Landscapes, and Ames and Des Moines Eye are our sponsors for all of our men's coverage. You'll hear about them all month long here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey, and thanks, everybody, for listening, by the way. Thank you. Or else we wouldn't have the sponsors. Absolutely. So this is the... See, this is the one I remember. This is the NWO... Hollywood, the original NWO theme song. Paul and Nash eventually split off from Hogan, and they formed like the ultra cool Wolf Pack. That's what I remember more than the the red. Yeah, the this red is one. the original baby. I'm rocking the shirt yeah, right go. now. You got it. Come on, Razor, hang in there, pal. <laughs> he's hopefully he's not dead by the time you guys listen to this. But if you know that we're uh, we shout out well. to our yeah, guy well. Razor Ramon. All right, thanks, Bloom. Appreciate you. you. Uh, Remember, sign up for the Bracket Challenge. Check out all of our coverage all week long from Milwaukee and Ames. Connor will be knocking it out as well.